we're back here at Tech Talks Podcast. I'm Tecla Wright, and here we are. Let's jump in to Open Heavens, Positioning Yourself to Encounter the God of Revival by Bill Johnson. I love this book. I love Bill Johnson. I um I follow him a lot on YouTube. I usually do my YouTube watchings when I'm um at the gym at, and um I'm on the treadmill and I'm getting inspired and fed at the same time and working out. So, yay. <laughs> okay. So, um thank you for uh letting me tag along to whatever you're doing in life. I pray that you're doing well and let's get started. Okay, so we're in chapter 12. Um the coming Pentecost, or yeah, the coming Pentecost, coming glory. Blech, there we go. <laughs> so let's pray real quick. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for um, the Pentecost. And thank you for your Holy Spirit. And thank you for your revelation. And thank you for your wisdom. Where I pray that it blesses um, the people who are listening and viewing here today. And uh, we pray that it brings you back glory in Jesus name. Amen. So, oh my goodness, I, I am not sure where to go in this, in this chapter, but I really liked the beginning, um, of what he's explaining here on 125, continue to on 226 and of course a little bit on 227. Um, but there's some scripture I want to read Acts 2. Uh, 17 18 and it shall be in the last days God says that I will pour forth my spirit on all mankind and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams even on my bond say slaves both men and women, I will in those days pour forth of, of my spirit and they shall prophesy. And a little quick note on prophesy, which is basically speaking truth and speaking it um, lovingly and affectionately towards the Lord. And it will produce an edification to the body of Christ and it will produce an edification of one person individually. That's what my take is on that. And that you can also prophesy by um, kind of saying it in, it in a future tense too as well. I like this um, very much because it uh, reminds us that every race, he said, he didn't say not unto the is just the Israel or Israelites or the Jewish or the certain. I mean, there was no certain um, type. It was on everybody, on all mankind, on every race. He said he would pour out his spirit upon all mankind. No race is better than another, nor is any race inferior. The arrogance that would give birth to such nonsense is uh, obliterated in Pentecost. It's, sorry, it's obliterated, obliterated. That's how I'm saying it. I get tongue tied on here. I'm sorry. Um, maybe it's the nerves. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, all that nonsense got squished uh, in the Pentecost back then. Only in the afterglow when we've lost the original flame do we find occasion to return to such inferior ways of thinking? 
Hmm. Yeah. Male and female. He said that both sons and daughters would prophesy. That responsibility to speak on God's behalf is not reserved for men only. I liked that. Um, that deception, which has been fueled by a horrible misunderstanding of Paul's teaching on women, is destroyed at Pentecost. In the Gospels, only men were counted in a crowd. At Pentecost, everyone was counted. The move of God creates a level playing field. Unfortunately, only in the aftermath of such an outpouring are the destructive standards of men only restored to the church, uh, to, to church life. Every age group, I like this one too. Young men see visions, old men dream dreams. The point is, you can't be too young or too old. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Every social class. He said even on bond slaves. And then he says, thankfully, slavery is no longer legal. And while there are places around the world where, where it still happens, it is recognized by most everyone as evil. So this verse takes on every even more special meaning. As the experience of Pentecost is also for those who would be slaves. In no way does this verse condone slavery. Instead, it asserts that not not even slavery can create a barrier that keeps a person outside of a glorious heavenly encounter with the Holy Spirit found in Pentecost. Even the slave becomes positioned to change the world. So there's no limits to God we all know this, but I think in this verse, this passage, God wanted to make himself very clear. It does not matter if you're a man or a woman, young or old, whatever race, even if you uh, are lower class, so to speak, social class. Um, you know, it's for every every man, everybody. Uh, Pentecost created a level playing field for every race, men and women alike, every age and every social and economic class. It's time we return to the theology of Pentecost. And that is what he is saying here. And um, it also says that God has no grandchildren. He talks about that and all these good things. Um, anyway, I hope that encourages you. I don't really have much to say on this uh, chapter because, like I've said previously in my other videos, you have to kind of like read it for yourself because one, I don't want to spoil it. And two, I want to make sure I do it justice. And three, in order to understand some of my highlighted moments, we're going to have to read around it. So I don't really have much to say on this one other than that. And it was encouraging and it's reassuring. And even though I already kind of knew that stuff, it was um, a good reminder for me. And I hope it was a good reminder for you. So I'll see you here next time at Tech Talks Podcast. Remember, be embraced and let God love you. See you here next time on Mondays. Don't forget Mondays. All right. Bye.